Okay. Fucking prepare for that. That fucking hey, y'all. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Candy. <laughs> I'm Jacob. And this is. And this is Science Slumber Science Parties. Science Slumber Parties. I don't know how. Are we introducing ourselves like that every time? I think so. Every single time for the rest of forever? Probably. Because <laughs> who, who the hell are we? I don't know. Eventually, people are going to find out. Like, yeah. so it'd be, no, no, it'd just be reductive to every time. Like, hey, you know who we are, but you don't. So we got to introduce ourselves. People like repetition in videos. I mean, that's fair. But like, I think, I, I, I think repetition would come from like, as we build into like recurring gags. But that, that, that'll, that'll come in time. Um, Interesting stuff. <laughs> I've, I've got a question. And I, I have it on your phone since my phone's the camera. Um, okay. Do you think it's easy for me to learn new things? That's a complicated question. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. No, your, it does. Your intelligence is... Everybody's it's, got intelligence in different areas. And yours is like, I think, primarily problem solving. Like, I'm bad at it, right? No, you're good. Am I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, like, puzzles and things like that. Yeah. Uh, When you're not freaking out, you're pretty good at planning. That's when I'm not freaking out, yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of anxiety. I have, an, I have another note on that, but that that's 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 a But you also hate change. Yeah. Um, I don't adapt to change very well, even if that's, like, new processes of thought like a new way of living or a new like thing that gets introduced like like you know uh culture or status thing yeah i don't like i feel like there's some kind of linguistic barrier for you because mm -hmm. like and also i'm not great at explaining things verbally so it like takes a long time for you to get what someone is saying i feel like but once you have absorbed the information then it's like really fast but how long does that part take? It depends. <laughs> it can take a very long time. But you're also pretty quick at like learning for jobs or like. That's like yeah. Skills and things. Because skills are more like a mundane practice, I think. But why did you ask me this? Because I I've been thinking about this podcast and how I don't really know a whole lot about things, <laughs> and I think that. <laughs> Well, because, like, I always want to learn new things, and learning's very, it's, learning's hard for me. Like, it's been hard for me since, like, high school, and I, 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 I thought about this podcast just today about, like, an opportunity for me to learn, not just about new things, but about people, like, whoever decides to listen to this. Yeah. And to, like, help me grow and understand things that I don't, because I, I don't understand a lot of things. <laughs> Um, I, part of the reason I wanted to start this is because I feel like there's so many stories that people hold that are See, left. I don't have a lot of stories. That are left untold. I know. Well, because you don't think of them constantly, but then when I'm listening to podcasts or watching YouTube and somebody says, you know, this happened to me and I think, oh, like something similar happened to me or I have a really good story about. Um, when that happened in my life so so I'm, I'm at a base level with like everybody and like 
whenever someone's on a podcast, what you're saying is like they unlock something as they're talking that lets them kind of like discuss it further and talk more like they're just kind of like hashing through things. Yeah, and, I think it's they, a form of therapy. I think so. That's what I was thinking this was going to be um, this morning as well, because I like I like I like to listen and I don't talk too much to people, but I have a lot to say. Mm -hmm. And so I figured the best way, like I used to communicate through these long Facebook posts, like updates about how I'm feeling and whatnot. <laughs> I think we all did at one point yeah. or another. <laughs> yeah, but like, because I don't want to bother anybody like with my bullshit, you know, like face to face. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in talking about myself whenever I'm with people. But I think what you fail to realize though is that that's how people connect. Like, I, I know. through and that's, stories. It, that's hard for me though, because I, I think that like, I mean... I'm just a boring person and my stories are like, that's not someone else's business. So who cares? You also don't remember a lot of your childhood. Not, I don't know how much, if you want to bring that up, but that'll happen. You, you said you didn't begin to store memories very much yeah, until I, we met. I don't remember a whole lot about most of my early life, even high school until like I was 19, like right around the time we met is when I feel like I really started developing long-term memories yeah whereas the difference for me is that i have uh very bad short-term memory but once i have stored uh, like it's like that movie inside out like once i've stored a core memory it's there forever and i can go back and revisit it and i have i have ones from when i was like four and yeah, five years old very specific stuff are my earliest ones i can go back and like remember my surroundings and and kind of what everybody looked like and smells and everything. And I have those from when I was five until now. And I can remember exactly what was going on in that moment. Does that make you wonder about like people with photogenic memories? Is that what it's called? I I wouldn't say that. Yeah, it is. Or that's kind of the the, 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 the overall the common like, term. It they, has a more scientific term, but I can't, I can't think, think of, of it. it. But yeah, they uh, they remember everything every detail of every room and I remember somebody was on a late night show I don't remember who it was but they were talking about it and they were throwing out dates it was an actress and they asked her various details about like New Year's like something such and such like New Year's 2000 and she'd be like oh well, I was wearing this dress at this time of day we went out to then like fucking just like perfect memory of it yeah I don't have that <laughs> like because I know somebody said recently that you remembering something isn't you remembering that thing, but remembering the last time you remembered it. I was talking about that. Yeah. That was that you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. I, I studied psychology in school and I, I have a degree in it, but you know, bachelors are worthless these days, especially in psychology. Yeah. Um, but one of, you know, you learn interesting things about the brain. And one was that every time you recall a memory, you're actually just remembering the last time that you remembered it. And that's how things kind of get hazy in our brains or we can actually end up having false memories after a while yeah. of things that never actually happened, but we remember them because it's kind of like a game of telephone every single time. So I wonder if people who have photogenic memories have a different pathway like to those memories that lets them like see them yeah. clear or something. 
I I don't know exactly. The most I know about it is that I've heard it described as like they kind of take a picture, and a lot of the time it's like, especially with lists or writing, they're very good at remembering that. So it's like they they still have to go in their mind and they still have to read it. It's not like they automatically know, but it's sort of like a, a okay a so, brain photo. So so they're like piecing it together. They're sort of like a detective inside their own brain, mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. That's cool. Yeah. And that's how I um, used to memorize lines and um, just different things for tests. I would just keep writing sentences over and over and over and repeating them. And then eventually it got to where when I was you know, trying to remember a line or trying to take a test, I would just visually see it in my mind from having written it so many times. Is that something that people do? Is that like the normal way that it happens? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't recall seeing anybody else writing sentences a million times. But I think because I've always know. thought I was a visual person. You ever, that... you ever get in trouble in grade school and have to spend lunch or recess in detention? And you, the, all they made you do was write sentences? Well, and I don't know how much you <laughs> want to get into this. But maybe how I got into that was partially through them just like telling me that at school but also I got too old to get spanked at some point in my life like when I first started going through puberty probably 10 11 mm-hmm. because we got spanked in my family <laughs> yeah we did too I mean that happens yeah um but at some point they decided I was too old for it and they were trying to figure out a punishment for me so uh it would be writing sentences for a while where I used to get spanked and then eventually at some point I had to write sentences and my uh my stepmom would have these long ones that would be like I am uh sorry that I did this and blah 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 and then if my dad chose the sentence it would be like I will get my button gear and those were better they were short okay <laughs> Is there? I feel like we got off topic of the original question. Yeah, but what was we 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 moved away from the can I the learn new learning. things and then started talking about th- there was something about panic attacks in there. I I, I yeah, um, I I, I, I think have a lot of those. Going back to learning and and how people learn, I think we put too much emphasis on on. I guess the normal ways people learn, which is through like lecture or like telling, which I know a lot of people say it, but I'm a learn by doing kind of person or learning through process. So is that me? I think so. Yeah. Cause, Cause like, I feel like if you sit there and somebody tells you directions, you're going to forget. Or, yeah. And also you don't, even if you like look at a piece of paper with directions on it, it, it probably is frustrating because yeah. You might have dyslexia. I might. I, I don't know. Jerry's <laughs> out on that, but I can't read. Reading yeah. is very. Which oh, I want to. So wanna I think that's talk very very quickly about The Last of Us Two and. Oh God. It, that game's got <laughs> no. It's got really good um, accessibility options for people who are either you know hard of hearing or even people who are blind, um, people who are even colorblind. Like it's got. That's awesome. Different uh, background sets. So it's got the main background set, which is all the color and just the game as it looks when you play it. But you can have alternate sets that show um, the background. It washes it out, makes it like a gray textile type. And it shows like 
characters and enemies in different colors just so like people who might be colorblind or can't pick up certain textures uh, can see clearly. And they have uh, the two that I used because I can't read. And I had the other one, I don't remember why, but probably because I can't read, because I can't see. Um, the HUD elements in the game, which the HUD is like the, the on-screen things that you see, like the health bar and the stamina bar and the ammo count and all that shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's always very small in games for me, and that makes games very hard for me to play. But um, they let you adjust it. And ga other games have gotten better at, at accessibility. They let you adjust more things like that. But they'll let you adjust the HUD. So I did that. I made the HUD bigger so I could actually play the game and see what I'm doing without having to squint. And I could even change the color and size of the in-game text so like if someone's speaking the subtitles i changed to like yellow and i changed the person's name to like a random color so each person's name is different so i can see clearly who's talking and the yellow i don't know like it helps me read better than just like a flat white i don't know why but well, i think they have said haven't they that like people with dyslexia yellow is the best color is to it? read I, it I might know. not that might be something I made up, but I feel it, like it's something I saw. But yeah, okay. I just I just wanted because that game's got really good accessibility, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, I think I think the answer to the original question is that as long as it doesn't have to do with reading directions or uh, you can't pick up on learning through reading or like somebody no. telling you directions, but if it's through doing or you know through example, I think you catch on pretty quick. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know how much we've been talking about this for 13 minutes now. <laughs> A long time. Um, That's good, though. I know I wanted to talk about my panic attack last time and talk further about that, but I can do that anytime. Um, you can talk about it. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like a big deal or anything. Obviously, I just have panic attacks. I, they suck. I have them a lot more than people think and I'm like riddled with anxiety and that surprises people because I hide my anxiety very well um well that was it. I had a very stressful job um which maybe I'll talk about more one day but it's a lot and I hated it I came home and would ball every day almost every day and it just made me a terrible shell of a person and then People would tell me at work, like, oh, you're so laid back. Like, you act like nothing ever gets you to you. You fake it till you make it. <laughs> Unless you never <laughs> make it. I think it's just you learn. It's it's a coping skill. You just learn to bottle things up, but it's not healthy yeah. at all. This is what people like, right? The the suffering and torment of others. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is, what, <laughs> this is what everyone's interested yeah. in. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in this stuff. Like, I, I like me listening too. to these stories because it helps me cope with you know my own insecurities and whatnot but like have i have an anxiety attack damn near every time i start a project like at the beginning of the project i will flip my shit i think that's like, because we're both perfectionists yeah and we're just realizing how problematic that is yeah uh to going well you in your late 20s i guess and me going yeah. into my late 20s but it's good that we've recognized it yeah yeah, because I mean, this point. even recognizing it is a step towards overcoming whatever we need to in order yeah. to start like doing things that we want to do. I think that's kind of a good segue into our first question that this was is asked our first at, of like, us. This is our first like, yeah, guest, yeah, guest question. Continuation of questions from last time. 
okay. um, because we couldn't get to them all. And these are ones that I felt like would take longer to explain and would kind of go into different subjects. Um, yeah. So it was asked, uh, have you combined our artistries into anything and what would that look like? See, I've asked like a few times, like, hey, do you want to make a cover for this? And then we just forget to get to things like we just neither of us, like, at least in terms of like, you know, whenever I asked you to do that, I didn't hold you, I didn't hold you responsible for yeah. it. So I, I didn't because I, I wasn't I didn't think it was that big a deal one way or the other. Well, I think, first of all, for people who don't like know us personally, we have to describe what art quote-unquote artistries are and I mean, what that means i wonder if you can see these guitars on on there <laughs> or at least there's like a, I, I may i write music i write music <laughs> yeah, jacob is um the music person in our real partnership and yeah. i am the visual arts person even though i'm just now I'm starting David to Lynch. get back into it <laughs> um i gotta do some impersonations I, on here I don't know, I've dabbled in so many weird creative arts and I love music, but it's just never something that I fully delved into because I wasn't immediately good at it. And that comes back to the perfectionism thing. Yeah. So I was trying to think of David Lynch impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do some on the show. The only one I can remember is the phone thing. <laughs> you can't watch a movie on your fucking phone. <laughs> You kind of made him see, southern. I did that. That drawl happened. See, he 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 smacks his lips when he talks a lot. That's it's it's funny. Yeah. Um, but but no. Um, it, it's like in terms of combining our artistries, that would be very limited unless we wanted to take it like to an extreme. Well, I always wanted you to try to paint with me and like something. Oh, you're talking about like like working on each other's artistries. Just a collaborative project yeah no i mean like that's kind of what this podcast is though yeah i mean this is <laughs> technically our artistries being put together yeah because like if you think about it i gotta mix the audio you gotta do the artwork and the video but i mean like in terms of like like what we're bound to like if i write a song i mean what like what can you do with it except for like either do a cover for it or i mean we would have to go as far as like make a gorilla's extended universe of like fictional characters yeah you know? well i used to sing i need to get back into it oh yeah but... yeah you, you haven't well because it's not <laughs> something a terrible stage fright so it's not something that like you've done regularly enough for me to like keep track of it no you know? i i'm really regretful about that because i when i was in high school i sang pretty much every day for choir and i got pretty good at it by my senior year and I would sing all the time. And I used to go to mm. church and sing. And it's just something that I haven't kept up with since I was probably like 19 or 20. And I can't sing, but I do it anyway. <laughs> no comment. I sing I sing well. You've when... improved a lot since you were like well, okay. a teenager like, though. When, when it's other people's music and it's notes that I can hear people. I might be tone deaf. I don't know. Cause like I, whenever it's other people, like I think it, singing, I don't think you're toned up because you can match notes. Yeah, I can match notes, but I can't figure out my own like 
notes. Writing your own music is very hard. Yeah, I, I guess that's probably why I should probably take like vocal lessons or something. I guess that would help. Yes, me. that would help me hear the note that I'm looking for in my head, and help me understand like different ranges. Yes, I also used to go to uh, vocal lessons before I even went to high school. Um, and those helped a lot too, just learning the breathing exercises and mouth techniques, mm-hmm. but I've lost a lot of that, unfortunately. Um, but it probably wouldn't be that hard for me to pick it back no, up again. I don't think so. If I really wanted to, it's just, you get older and you don't have as much time for hobbies. You yeah. don't have to pick and choose what you want to do with your day. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would love, I, I would love to be in a band. It's like a secret dream of mine, but I'm just scared. See, I think if we started a band, it would be a train wreck. Yeah, so. well, we also, um, that's something else I was going to bring up is we, part of our perfectionism is that we both kind of, I think, have idealized versions of what we want to do in our head. Yeah. And when those butt heads, we get very controlling and fight. Yeah. So I think a lot of our staying separate uh, creatively is to avoid arguing. Yeah. Because we both control freaks. Yes, we are both control freaks. But I think this, again, this podcast is a good exercise in us trying to like compromise and do something together. Like with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've I've been able to um, shed that in the years and work with other people a lot better than I have before. Yeah. Well, you kind of, I would describe us both as late bloomers, but you kind of had to learn. Very late empathy later in life i think I, or I did. or yeah. kind of cooperation yeah yeah both of us i think that's why we get along so well is that both of us know what it's like to be a lone wolf mm-hmm. kind of person yeah that's a good way to put it i never knew really what to describe myself as yeah i i know i was always uh very independent very quiet i had a small group of friends mm-hmm. but i was very lonely all through school and i yeah. i escaped into uh books and movies and you escaped into video games and movies i was gonna say imagination land but that 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 makes it sound better <laughs> um i think i think that we pretty much delved into that question as far as i want to go I, I yeah. will say I want to start doing like acrylic pours with you at some point because I feel like that's a really See, those good, are, those look fun. easy introduction to painting. Yeah. Um, I, I sucked at painting <sighs> so bad. Everyone thinks they suck at art and it's like. Well, I was really good at drawing in my drawing class. And then the very second I took up painting next semester, it was like this is an entirely different medium and this is like I, way out of my league. Paint is hard because there's so many more factors as far as color mixing the consistency the brush the canvas like yeah, that it's shit a lot goes way over my head just give me one tool and let me figure out what i can do with that one tool yeah but um i don't know i really like it just because i feel like it can be so much more expressive i'm also afraid drawing. of stepping out of my comfort zone because I, I have to see that's how i feel about music that's not my wheelhouse even even in music like I, I've been listening to bands that play in open tunings for years and I still I still haven't even tried. Like yeah. I I love the tunings, I love the way they sound, but it's like I he I see how many different types there are. There's like hundreds of different tunings that bands use and I don't know like what context they choose what tuning for and then it just freaks me out because I'm I can't play guitar very well anyway and I like I'm kind of realizing now that both of us have an issue with 
learning from other people yeah in in terms of like because you are like i guess so inside yourself you're like i'll do what i know how to do and i don't want anyone to like Mm -hmm. to like mess up what i have going on by teaching me how to do something else yeah and i'm like that with i used to be like that with art i'm a little more open to it now but i'm i'm the same way where it's it's like uh I, I want to be the expert at it. And if anyone tries to critique it, then screw them. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Cause I know I'm not an expert. I just, I, yeah, not an expert in general, but just like you want to nail down like your little corner of what the creativity means to you. Yeah. That's more to, I'll, I'll figure out more about that. Cause I, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot of like, I, I don't know what we're talking about at this point. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get off that subject. Um, <laughs> the, the same, in the same vein, the question was asked to us, how, how do gender roles work in your relationship? Uh, there's none. <laughs> That's how they think, work. Well, okay. <laughs> Fucking mic drop. <laughs> I think, personally, I think relationships work best when there are as little gender roles as possible. Yeah. Um, like, there, there's like... The only thing that I know of I do that is like traditionally masculine is I can work my way around a tool set sometimes. Yeah. Like I I can like but fix then I've basic also things. Built some of our like Yeah, and you've I, put together some of our furniture our by and, yourself. And I fixed the toilet occasionally. You also stood on it once and broke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. But you. But then, wait, when did you? I'm not gonna worry about when you fix the. Toilet. I'm always afraid when I start tinkering with things. I don't plan out very well. It's mm-hmm. not because I'm a girl. It's because I most likely have ADHD. Yeah. I haven't been diagnosed, but I self-diagnosed. WebMD. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Um. So like, all I see is a problem, and I'm just like, ah, eh, I gotta fix it, and I don't get the right things, or like, mm-hmm. get in the right position, and I end up making things worse. Yeah. So no, that's that normally a, why you end up fixing that was, that things. Was me with these foam panels, trying to put these up. Yeah. Trying to think of like 18 different ways I could do it, like just like try the one, see if it works first. Because I, my thing is, I try to find the way to make things work the first time, and then I just don't decide on anything because of that. Yeah. You know, like I want things to be perfect, so I don't try to like you know, experiment and deal with things as they go. And that's, that's a lot of what's, that's, that's part of what's wrong with me. Yeah. Well, that's another perfectionism thing. I feel like, is you feel like you have to know exactly what you're doing and get it right on the first try. And if you don't, then you're a failure. Yeah. And that's terribly toxic way of thinking. Yeah. And I'm learning that slowly. Yeah. I, I mean, I say that we're late bloomers, but I think we're fortunate enough to be still young enough to, Some people aren't self-aware at all. They yeah, don't. They don't recognize their faults at all. At all. So yeah, we're figuring this stuff out. We're trying to work around it without without actual professional therapy so far. Um, but so far, I would like some. It would be nice. <laughs> but this this might be like ther- This is therapeutic enough, maybe like uh, to start. Yeah. Obviously not forever, but no, but it's something. Um. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about I when we first started dating, um, how that nine went? years ago. How, well, how I, wonderful that was! I think a lot of a lot of our issues and why we fought were because I couldn't. 
I couldn't imagine any other way other than male and female gender roles. I was still very, it was 2011 to 2012-ish. I was still very like new to the concept of, of feminism and, and trans people and just, you know, breaking down gender roles. So I was still very like, all right, this is what the man does and this is what the woman does. And I couldn't understand why you weren't like, I don't know, like chasing after me or like doing any of the dumb, like jockey type. Yeah. Doing any of the things that men do when they show that they're interested in someone. I mean, I think that had less to do with me, you know, not exhibiting traits of a guy, just like me being riddled to the pieces with anxiety. (laughs) Probably so. And I was also, and we were both insecure and thought that no one could love us. And, you know, yeah. I don't remember, but like we, we, yeah, we both thought that the other one was just like there for personal gains. Yeah. For some reason. But um, now I'd say, well, I, I say our relationship is very sapphic. I don't know if you feel I, the same. I don't know what that it means word lesbians. means. lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> it means lesbian love. That's fine. That's very fair. Because <laughs> I feel like we're very uh, gentle and yeah, and um, I don't know. Yeah, no, that that sounds about right. I I don't know what like I have nothing else to say because you just said it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Yeah, say we're this. just very gentle and giggly, and our relationship yeah at its best is just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, at its worst, still isn't that bad. We just kind of huff it out and be yeah, mad we, until we, we get over it yeah like like there's never been i can't remember the last time we've had like an actual fight no and if we get uh if we get snippy it's usually some other issue and some then we do, delve the into it and figure uh, out what's going on most like i would say like 75 to 80 percent of the time it's uh misunderstandings and literally hearing each other wrong yeah or like <laughs> Or being defensive and you being like, you meant this. And I'm like, I didn't mean that. And oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, you had a bad tone. And I'm like, I just got snippy because I get, blah, blah, blah. Well, because I get confused. Yeah. I do the same to you. It's fine. Yeah. Um, But no, I don't expect one of us to make more money than the other. I don't expect. I mean, you've always made I don't more expect, money than me. <laughs> most of the time, except yeah. when I was in college. Oh, yeah. that was That would have been like the only time. Yeah. But aside from that, like. I think it's more just whenever there's slack to pick up, you know, sometimes it's 2080 one way and sometimes the other person's. Yeah, it's, got nev- 80%, it's never equal. But you always are are trying to pick up whatever slack is there from yeah. the other person. I mean, it's never equal all the time. No, but it also shouldn't be 80 20 on one side constantly. It should be a give and take. Yeah. Um,. Although you are a foot taller than me, so if it has to do with reaching heights, then that's your job. I thought you were going to say, like, when it comes to a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like a physical fight? Yeah. You would have the height advantage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a good... That's a good... But I also have the um, low blow, and I have leg strength. True. Uh, we, we, could, we, could, we could film it. We could roll with it. <laughs> Just see where it goes. Um, we've been talking for half an hour. We should probably... Okay. Take Cut a break. it for this half. Yeah. Well, we're gonna I take don't like know. we're gonna take like twenty, thirty minutes, and then we'll come right back. Okay. But it'll be Fair like enough. it'll be like less than ten for whoever's listening. Okay.
but um, I guess I'll look for a good spot here. Either way, um, yeah, we're back. I, I said it was going to be like 20, 30 minutes, but really it was like the time that the intermission is going to be like for anyone who's listening. Okay. So that works out. That's funny. All right. Um, I think the last question we're going to have time for in this one, because it's a big question, is how was moving from Evansville, Indiana, the toe of the boot? This one. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> it's a big one. So how is it moving from Evansville, Indiana to a bigger city like Chicago and then moving back? Um, uh, for those who don't know, we did that, and then we moved back exactly one year later. Moving there was, I don't know what to call it, because we, we didn't move into the city. We moved to a suburb, so it's kind of like a... a uh... Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, to get this straight, we did not move into Chicago, yeah, well, the we city. would have loved to, but it things did, played it's out expensive. Yeah, things expensive. Play, things played out differently than what we were expecting, but... As they often do. There were still a lot of changes from going to a small place to a big place because you're still moving from a small town with a population of, what, like 100,000 people, something like that? I don't know. It was a lot more, a lot the more population populated. population was like 300,000 or something just in the small suburb that we lived in, which compared to the rest of Chicago is even more massive. Yeah. So I should we say the actual town that we lived in because it's pretty big I mean, and well. we don't live there anymore. Like we, so. lived, we lived in Joliet. It's it's like from from the highway on a good day. It's like a 45 minute drive from Chicago on a bad day. It could be like an hour and a half. Yeah, it greatly depended on traffic, mm -hmm. which was part of the problem. We wanted to go into the city and we're expecting to a lot more. But yeah, when you factor in traffic, um it just takes a long time, yeah. a lot of time and a lot of energy to get out there, um, which we, you went up there more than me. Actually. I, I tried to go up at least once every couple of weeks because I was trying to, I was playing music with a buddy and I'm not going to name him because especially he, he, he yeah. didn't want me to not name him. But, um, you know, I, I would drive in hope usually on weekends early in the morning. I, I tried to set it that way so I could have the easiest driving time. Is even the difference between Saturday and Sunday would be like half an hour. Mm -hmm. Like if I drove in at 11 on Saturday, it'd be like an hour 10. If I drove in on Sunday, like 50. Yeah. So. It, we also had never lived like, or never really experienced a suburb like that. Yeah, like a where traditional we lived, suburb. I would describe it as a house farm. Uh, like, yeah. It like, was just like a cornfield, but with houses. Yeah. And so it was very, I guess you'd call it cookie cutter, which is not really our style. It's um, like it's like there's like squares, like neighborhood square, business square, neighborhood square. And it's just like it extends like that forever. And it was a very nice house, but you don't really get a sense of community. You're, there were no um, really local businesses. Nothing, it was all nothing chains. Like convenient to walk to either. Like oh yeah, everything, no, everything was at least ten minutes away. So far away, like driving. Um, whereas you know now we live right next to the convenience store downtown, so I can walk there in less than three minutes, and otherwise it would take like ten minutes to get anywhere, like fifteen. Yeah, I would say one of the highlights for me was getting to see the Chicago Pride in twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was even a, though we it had a, a fun parade. We had a bad experience afterwards, but because it rained and. 
Yes. Like it, the storm just awful. came through. It was terrible. So we got drenched. We did. Um, and then we couldn't leave. We were stuck in one spot for two hours because traffic was so backed up. Mm-hmm. But it was before all that. <laughs> it before was that, really it was, amazing. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just Boys Town in general is a very cool area. Yeah, I miss I miss the city whenever we we because we went to the city. I think often enough to still like get a genuine experience for yeah. what city life was. But uh, we, Chicago we, Diner, which has vegan food, mm-hmm. it's one of our favorite places to eat. Um, and they've been in business since like the eighties. Yeah, great. Um, also. We saw um, some shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. We um, did see, like, it, it was really cool being up there where a lot of big venues are that draw bands that we actually do see. Yeah, and not having to book a place to stay and just getting to drive and yeah. come home afterwards. Yeah. That was nice. That was a benefit. Mm-hmm. We got to see Pup. We got to see American Football. I got to see thrice and you got to see me without you in drug church in january you were sick i i got to uh i got to go to a show and not play it because the guy fucking sucked i (laughs) I, i'll uh i'll try to i'll find that at some point and talk about it because that was that was a doozy of a day (laughs) and i i have it written down on one of my pages but that'd be fun to get into okay yeah you can tell that story sometime Mm -hmm. if you want um but yeah, the actual city's great. Um, we so at the end of our year lease in our house, we decided we we weren't happy staying in Joliet. We weren't mm-hmm. happy with our with our warehouse jobs. Um, we both worked at the same place. Yeah, I I don't want to get too into that right now. No. But it was just both I of do, us. I do I do have that in my notes, but you know we don't have time to get into that. That that can be for another day too. Yeah, because I want to talk about how jobs drain you and yeah. capitalism sucks. <laughs> piece of foam fell you might be able to see <laughs> scared it scared me i don't think that was one that i had put up uh recently like half of these fell off and i had to remount them with um i don't think it's in shot um for the visual people but okay um anyway we just were very uh miserable um also being away from your family does take more of a toll than you it think it took a lot more than we thought because i think we well we were also like getting closer to our families yeah, um, the distance. I mean, I still don't regret it. I think moving away helped no, us was, learn a yeah. lot about ourselves. It yeah. helped us actually connect with our family more because yeah. when you miss them, you make effort to see them a lot more when you can. Yeah. Um, and I have an aunt and a cousin who live there, and I got to see them and spend some time with them. So yeah. that was cool. Um, and also the city just to be able to be close to it and kind of delve into it more was nice. And there's a difference in people, like how they are like they're. I would say that Chicago people are very nice, but they're just very straightforward. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they're rude, but to like a small town Midwestern person, it it seems rude. rude. They're just very uh, blunt. And it's like, if you're, if you're like a kind of slow, like, very insecure person they're just gonna like be like what what the hell's wrong with yeah, you they, they, like they don't they're have just gonna time. point it out right away like they don't have on. time for your stammering and moseying about you know pussyfooting around the uh whatever no. you're talking about which is funny now in comparison i think for some reason evansville in specific people are very passive aggressive here mm-hmm. and it's more of like a they'll get into like online fights with you or like argue with you but then they'll like 
they won't say shit around to in you real in life and like not make eye contact with yeah. you and and i think it's like healthier up there where people will confront you like yeah people like, will just hash it out in person like strangers will just confront like which i mean you know that that's different if it's strangers versus people you know but even still like people still seem more confrontational up there and willing to like deal with whatever is yeah going and on. also in a hurry <laughs> because very much in a it hurry. takes longer yeah. to get places so um and there's more people around so everybody's yeah. just uh, rushing which i can imagine and i have never been to new york yet but i can imagine it's not anywhere near as bad as a place like new york or la but it's mm -hmm. kind of like you know obviously it's the third largest city so it's gonna have a lot of that rushing so aspect we, to it so we drive like city people now which looks like we don't know what we're doing but i think it does no. i'm a lot faster at merging well when i drive like people especially when you got to drive from the suburb to the city like you want to go fucking fast so you're going foot on the gas and you're zippering and you're uh you're making these really tight precise turns i'd like around here people have always said oh that's some clumsy ass city driver you know but because like it it looks sloppy it it looks bad but it's it's not sloppy in the context of everybody doing it yeah because you're the one person who's doing it from everyone else's perspective who's driving slow like on the lloyd where it's like it, the, the speed limit is anything goes like any lane could have someone going any speed like if if someone's actually kind of doing what they're supposed to they they look like they're weird because you know i guess that that <laughs> it makes sense to me okay I just think I feel like I know what I'm doing and everybody else is slow. I don't think yeah. it looks like yeah, but, I don't but know it what I'm doing. but to them it looks like you're bad because you're either driving too fast or you're not keeping up with their pace. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Well then they can get on our level. Mock and then they should move to the city. <laughs> Rough it out. Also everyone sounds more southern now. Everyone since does since coming yeah. back. Yeah. Probably myself too, but yeah. I don't hear myself. Yeah, I don't know if we've lost our northern accent. It doesn't sound like it. Mm i think i've lost it a little bit a little i used bit. to have a lot more uh a lot air more in my o's. o's yeah um yeah but i come back and i've seen a few people in person and they start talking and i'm like oh my god they have an they accent sound different i never noticed it before <laughs> also the streets here are a lot smaller than like the first time we came to visit was when i noticed it especially driving down uh washington like heading this way toward downtown um, I noticed that the streets are a lot smaller than I remembered them being. Yeah. Well, and just because we got used to be just being like wide, flat, big, open big, plains. Big roads. Yeah. Big boy roads with the five, uh, with the five way intersections. Mm -hmm. Isn't there one in Chicago, like in the city that's like seven that we've driven on a number of times? I, I think it's I like, think so. Is, is that the freeway? Is that what they call it? I think so. Because it's the one where like there's like every two. Oh, it's been a minute. Lanes is like a different exit, and you gotta you gotta know which one the fuck you're going into. Everyone's going like ninety yeah. miles an hour, but um, like the people up there though, like they'll they'll follow they'll follow like speed pretty well. And I will say I was very disappointed when um the pandemic hit because we had quit our Perfect jobs timing. about two or Couldn't three have weeks. Been better. <laughs> we had quit our jobs about two or three weeks before, um. We were actually moving, moving. And that was like when we planned on quitting, like the virus was in the air, but it wasn't a widespread thing. It was just kind of a, you know, I think it might have been even before the first person in America got it. I think it was like when a few people had it. Yeah. It was like our last day. 
But um, I had planned on with that free time before we knew anything about coronavirus to go and do all the things that we hadn't had a chance to yet, which was like mm-hmm. visit the museums and hang out around the lake. Because we had been to the lake a little bit, but not, you know, done all the all the fun touristy things. Yeah. Um, so I was really disappointed that we didn't get to go and yeah. do that because everything closed. We had so a we were just kind of stuck in our house. A laundry list of things to do before we moved away and we couldn't even do them. But, yes. you know, that that's that's what happens when you live in a global pandemic. But now pandemic. we have friends there. So um, yeah. if and when everything and I hope uh, they're safe. gets better, yes. They're, they're, I don't think they're close to where the protests are anymore. But I think they were. Yeah. So um, hopefully you guys are doing good. Yeah. But um, we can always go visit them and go do all those yeah. cool things and look forward to it in the future. Yeah. Um, but there are things I like more about here. I'm a very introverted person. So yeah, like it's, it's easier to having be less crowds when I want to go out to the store is nice. I yeah. don't get sensory overload by going to Walmart because <laughs> sometimes if there were crowds or, you know, here you see a parking lot and there's tons of empty spaces yeah, there. It, you'd actually have to look park. really hard. Um, it'd just be rows and rows of cars. So, um, is there anything else? It comes to mind as far as the difference. I guess we should say our reasoning or kind of what happened, which was that we, when our house lease was up, we were going to start looking for jobs and uh, an apartment in the city and kind of do a trial year there. Um, but it just got to the point where we were breaking down the finances, breaking down, you know, what kind of jobs we could get. And it just wasn't, it's one of those times mm-hmm. where things just weren't falling into place the way you want it to. Yeah. And like we were in like debt. Yeah. From like the move, like not, not specifically the move, but in the time that we lived there, we had racked up a decent chunk of debt. Yeah. Well, and we also had paid off debt through our we also warehouse paid off debt. job. We paid off some debt. We got into other debt. The, <laughs> the debt just kind of shifted. But we definitely didn't have like the same nest egg to where we could just go without a job for no. a while and put it down payment no, on an apartment and all this started. other stuff. Um, we would have started to have had working full time immediately moving and into the city. And a crappy, well, a crappy one bedroom there, depending on where you want to go, is at least a thousand dollars. A crappy two bedroom, which is what yeah. we wanted, would have been upwards of twelve hundred. And th- these are crappy in terms of like like relevant safety. Like they're like in in safe neighborhoods, but they're still like you know. Yeah, just not the nicest. Not 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 the best apartments. And here, I mean, you can get a nice two bedroom for 800 cheap yeah and on two people's income that's we went pretty for the easy. cheap yes so um it came down to okay we're miserable because we don't have enough free time um to do the creative things that we want to do um <laughs> here just drink some water and i will talk just for a talk second for a second yeah yeah so i mean we moved back home because things were just getting really hard up there like it, it was, uh, we were working 60 hours a week sometimes at the warehouse that we were working at, which I mean, that's not a, 60 hours a week, 50. Yeah. Like 50. 45, 50. My, 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 my perception of hours. It is, felt like 60. It was very hard manual labor. We would I will up, say that. We would wake up at 2 a.m. sometimes to go into work at four in the morning and they would keep us most of the time 2.30. Sometimes we'd get off at one thirty, or if there was, you know, 
even more work. There were a couple of times that we stayed until 3.30, so we worked, like, that. that's an 11-hour shift, right? Yes. Like, once you factor Around in that. lunch. So it we, was a very, it was like working out pretty it, got in intensely shape, for that amount of oh, time. I, wanna, I mean, you get no yeah. leeway. You Your body is just pushed to its brink. I have a note just about that job and... I mean, I'll just say that we worked at Petco. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone cares. Anyone from up there, then it doesn't matter. But yeah, um, we got in great shape because of that job, though. Like, we were sweating and pushing constantly. We were lifting like dog cages and and those like orange, yellow tidy cats. Yeah. Well, we didn't change our eating habits at all, and we dropped no. fifteen pounds. Yeah. Each of us and in I, a couple months. And then I gained it all back when yeah. we moved back. Luckily, I've cut mine off. I, I looked, diet, I looked but... good though yeah. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't say. worth the misery <laughs> no it wasn't like oh god i want to i don't want to get into like the people who work there because like they're, they're happy with their job you know like there's a psychology behind you know warehouse yeah. work and the people who enjoy it and that just wasn't it just it's, i think creative people especially people like us who have goals they want to like you want to do certain things with your music and create things. I want to yeah. have the time and capacity to paint or draw or yeah. or do certain things. And it's hard when you don't have the mental or bodily energy left over. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of a decision between like, okay, even if we move into the city, we're going to have to work really hard to make enough money mm-hmm. Um. and probably not get the free time to even, you know, yeah take like, advantage of the location it, it felt like moving into the city could have just been a lose-lose situation yeah because point. we weren't in a position where it'd be different if you already had the opportunity yeah. to be in a, a career that you want to do yeah and, and it, move up from there it might have been different had we you know planned to move straight from evansville to the actual city but we weren't educated enough about the city to, i think make that call and then once we you know learned more about the city, we were making that plan. But then you know, yeah, well, I... we thought it was smart to move to the suburbs because it was cheaper. I mean, you get more uh, uh, bang for your buck. The taxes are actually less. Yeah. Um, in the immediate area, and, and, we, and... we thought the suburbs would still be like the city. Like yeah, in some we thought way. it would still be like retain some sort of cool like you know people factor. would. People from the city don't drive to the suburbs, apparently. No. Or vice versa. They stay there. And yeah. people in the suburbs go to the city on, like, weekends. Yeah. But they, it's a very big divide mm-hmm. um, Like, even, even people two. from, like, Evanston, which is, like, really up north in Chicago, won't go down to, like, the, the south or the, the east or west parts of Chicago just because of the distance, even though it's the same city. And that that was what I think at least shot me in the foot with my yeah. trying to start a band up there because we moved to the suburbs and no, nobody wanted to go out there. Well, and obviously it ended up being a good decision, I yeah. think, to come back here when uh, coronavirus hit. That was just like because good, good, bad timing. Yeah, because I just keep thinking, I, you know, with unemployment, what it was... I don't know how... We wouldn't have survived. No. I don't know how... We, yeah. I mean, people were being laid off. There was no restaurant jobs up there. Like, there's no way we could no. have kept afloat. Whereas here, um, we, our bills are pretty inexpensive. Yeah. Um, relatively, we were able to um, 
find jobs where we can have the free time to obviously like start this project. Uh, Jacob's mm-hmm. been doing music stuff. I yeah. did a commission painting and I've been working on um, kind of getting all my art stuff out and figuring out what projects I want to do and what I want to work on. So it's kind of been the best thing for yeah. us. Um, not we... saying that we're going to stay here forever. No, I think we're but... just going to kind of take it like a year at a time and see yeah. what happens. And I think that's the best way for us. Obviously not for everybody. Some people work better with long-term goals. I, I've always been an in-the-moment person, like play it by ear, see what happens. And I think that like trying to make a long-term plan somewhere else might have been the reason it didn't work in the first place. Well, to have a cheesy quote that's uh, like, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. So... <laughs> Is that one? <laughs> it's like something that you see on like a background of clouds. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't know. There, there's some truth to that. There kind of has to be a happy medium because if you just get up and and don't have any direction whatsoever, you're never going to get anything done. I did but. learn that moving away is important. That's what we learned, though. Like I, I, I recommend anybody move away from their hometown at least for a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. At least once a year. Yeah. Or, or, or at least once. <laughs> once a year move away from your hometown move away from your hometown come back just you know (laughs) report in and then get the fuck out again yeah no um i mean if i had the money i would love to do that i would love to that'd be great like yeah just fly wherever yeah just for a little bit you know leave for a year come back be like all right this is what i learned and then go but no like move away for a year just to see what different i also oh what we didn't what i wanted to talk about was um the fact that Joliet, especially where we lived, was uh, super multicultural, and we yeah, I, it was I'm, nice to not yeah. see only white people yeah. everywhere. I'm you pretty go. sure we were the minority in the city that we were in, at least as far as like the part of the city we were in, because we, where we shopped and where we worked, was mostly Mexican Latino people. Yeah, and like it, you know, mostly primarily. It Spanish definitely speaking. broadens your horizons and mm-hmm. and coming from a place that is very um yeah i would say evansville is very like germanic i don't know it's very like germanium <laughs> that's a, uh, There's a lot of german culture a lot a of white people culture um it's getting a little better but it's still mainly that mm-hmm. to go somewhere where you know you're not the majority or that other cultures have more in it of an equal influence is very cool yeah um so yeah that that is a lot of learning um, and a lot of growth. Oh, I again, yeah, we definitely recommend. Even you know, it's probably not gonna be the ideal situation. I don't think that moving away solves all your problems. No, but it helps you but learn it, about. But it helps with growth. Yeah, like even like you might not be moving away even to really handle your problems. You might just need a break from them for a minute. Yeah, just so you can learn how to handle them later, or you know whatever you need to do um i guess what i figured out most about moving is like you shouldn't move to try to find who you are try to find something to do you should just move because you want to be somewhere and then you know you find yourself in the process right like when you're when you're going when you're moving away to search for something you you, you're less likely to find it well, because I think you forget that you're still going to be the same person once you get yeah. there, unless you try to throw on some kind of new personality all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But that's harder than you think. Yeah, much harder. <laughs> um, 
But I think going forward, I just want to fo- focus on uh, saving up for traveling. Um, like I know probably the first place we want to go is uh, Portland, Oregon to see a friend. And then I also want to uh, focus on planning to go to New Zealand at some point within the next two years or so, um, because that's where my mom has lived since I was like six years old. Um, And I've never been out of the country. So uh, it's definitely something I want to do. I just think travel is very important and it's expanding your view. Mm -hmm. Um, When you stay in the same place for a long time, you start to think you know that's the whole world and and everybody here you know they their problems are so big and then when you get out of that you realize like it 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 really makes a mountain into a molehill like you just realize how small it is and how much none of this matters so you can kind of let things roll off your back a little bit better that's what henry rollins does cool well i mean okay so he moves no he doesn't move he uh he'll pick a place that is either suffering or struggling in some way and that's where he'll go visit mm-hmm. you know he'll, he'll visit a, a place where there's people in need at least that's what he that's what he had said you know in one of these youtube videos i, I watched years ago where he was talking about time that he spent either in north korea or in some uh i, I don't want to say third world country because that sounds i mean that's what it is that's what it is yeah, yeah. Un, uh, not as developed. Yeah, so so he, he'll he'll go to a place where there's a struggle going on, and he'll learn about that struggle. And I think that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you want to wrap this up? I'm not going to end in conversation. Okay, I was. Or I was saying gonna, goodbyes. Well, I was going to ask if we're done. I mean, because I, I, I we're we're approaching the thirty minute mark anyway. Yeah. So I, I figured if we've got nothing else to say, um, best save things for next time. I mean, yeah, and next time is gonna be our movie, yeah, edition, right? Yeah, and we I, it's gonna be all about movies. And we we film these like we might film this one before the first one even goes up, but the first one and this one are just a couple of days apart before any of them are even out. So um, it it'll take some time for us to catch up to a cycle in which we're more um engaged i guess and and what other people are doing if anyone is even watching yeah so yeah with that in mind yeah our first one is scheduled for at this point the first one hasn't been out yet um and it is going to be july 1st well at this point it'll already be out so we don't have to talk about that part yeah (laughs) but then i guess yeah it, it helps to keep the speed of things it helps to keep so i'm just telling you okay so july 21st and then no july 1st july 1st that's funny (laughs) (laughs) okay uh so july 1st and then just like every every wednesday Wednesday. after that so this one will be out on like the 8th and then blah 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 so on so forth new episodes every wednesday unless we don't feel like it we're always going to feel like it are we yes (laughs) yes <laughs> consistency is key okay if you don't feel like it i'll do it by my damn self well that's not what i meant i mean like what <laughs> if like we can't get to it for a day or something well you know? that's why we record in advance that's what i mean though like what if like there's literally okay well <laughs> i'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole please don't okay we're done all right we love you guys peace do we yes that's gonna have that's gonna be how we end it every time <laughs> uh, i think we do love we really you. <laughs>
uh, tell sure? us if you love us or if you don't want us to say we love you and we How will should we say end this something podcast? else. I could I could do another community bit. No. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.